Well, into our first feature this morning, Friday evening, we had some groundbreaking news about the new variant of the coronavirus, which scientists have been studying in South Africa. While there is no proof as to whether the new variant is more deadly, it seems to be spreading faster, which explains the second wave South Africa is experiencing currently. Now, the variant was found by genomics or scientists, genomic scientists at least, who have been analyzing the genetic samples of the virus since the start of the pandemic and under the auspices of the KwaZulu-Natal research, uh, innovation and sequencing um, platform known as CRISP. Now before we introduce also our guest, the province's hospitals are now under severe pressure as the number of patients admitted with COVID-19 continues to spike along with an increase in the non-COVID-19 trauma cases. Uh, we saw hospitals you know, prioritizing uh, planned um, procedures, etc., putting it all on hold now to accommodate this uh, rise um, in uh, the hospitals and, and, and the, the fraternity at least. Professor Tulio uh, de Oliveira, the director of CRISP, joins us online. Professor, good morning and thank you so much for your time on Breakfast 91.3 FM. Uh, good morning and good morning to your listeners in the Cape. Professor, let's talk, um, talk us through the new variant. How exactly does this work? What does it mean? Okay, thank you. So, so what, how it works? Yeah, so every month a network of researchers in the country that involved two of your top universities in the Cape, this means the Stellenbosch and the University of Cape Town, together with Chris and the NICD, we sample random samples between clinics and we do the genome of the virus to understand what lineages are circulating in South Africa. We have been doing that since uh, February, since the first introduction. And normally what, what it means, it means that South Africa had like multiple lineages. To be honest, we had like 20, 30 lineages of the virus circulating in the country. These lineages were normally uh, external introductions that then start spreading. But then around November, we start finding only mostly one lineage that's starting to, in almost all the genomes. And when we get a close look at this lineage, especially in the Eastern Cape, Western Cape, and the Garden Route, this lineage has multiple changes in the virus, especially on a protein called the spike protein. And that is the protein of the virus that binds to the human receptor to cause infection. Right. Right. And has it then been established, Prof, that uh, this uh, very variant is spurring on uh, the second wave? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so, so this variant is, is started with the second wave and seems not only to be spreading the second wave, but we suspect that's the main variant that is causing such a severe second wave. Eh? I just heard you say to your listeners that the, in, in the Cape area, yeah, a lot of your hospitals are getting uh, very overwhelmed. Yes. And yeah, so, so, so we can see that. We can see not only this, this variant kind of dominating the second wave, but we can also see the wave is spreading very fast and translating into many people being hospitalized, and which, which is a big problem because once our hospitals get very overwhelmed, even if you don't have COVID, even if you have another accident, a car accident or break a leg or have a stroke, the hospitals may not be able to cater for you. Yeah, that is a very sad state of affairs. Let's get back to the virus quickly. Um, if the virus is now 
uh, mutated. Does this mean that those infected will display different symptoms and are the infection patterns different, uh, Professor? No, there, there is still one virus, yeah. Okay, so the symptoms is still exactly the same. And, and, so, and so the answer is no. It's the same disease and the same way that we have to take care of the infected people in the hospitals will be exactly the same with the use of oxygen and severe case ventilators, yeah. So about uh, people that got infected in the first time, we currently assume that they wouldn't get infected with this new variant. But as this is, we are studying with great speed there because this is one of the key questions that we have to understand. Yeah. Prof, also, I mean, those who were infected with COVID-19 before, before the new variant was announced on Friday evening, of course, when they heard about it, this created also panic for them, you know, not wanting to contract the virus again, um, you know, wanting to go through all those side effects that, that, that is associated with the virus. But is there any evidence that suggests that people who were infected by the first variant can be reinfected now again uh, by the new muta- mutations? At the moment, there is no, no evidence. But, but we are working together with a, with a network of clinicians, many of them in the Cape, to understand that very quick. What I want to tell you and your listeners, that is no reason to panic. What we have to do is exactly the opposite of panic. We have to really slow down, try to really slow down on social gatherings, try to really slow down on going around and even use this festive season as a moment to slow down, to stay with your close family, and as a reflection to have, maybe it's a great opportunity to have a quiet time. No, absolutely. Let's look also the impact. You know, um, how does this impact on the vaccine efficacy, seeing as the vaccine has been based on the first variant of the virus? Okay, so at the moment, we, we have no reason to, to believe that that would in fact impact the effectiveness of the vaccine. So we, we because the, the, it's still the same virus, mm-hmm. but that's something that we're going to be studying very close. Of course, that's one, one thing that we are also doing with a network of international researchers. It is, it is to try to understand very quick what's the effect of the vaccine. But to, that, to our best of our knowledge, we don't expect the vaccine to work less on this variant. Yeah. Is there any regional coordination in Southern Africa to track this variant or transmission across borders? Yes, there is. So we work very closely with the Africa CDC. That sits within the African Union. Yeah. And today at 6 p.m., we have an urgent meeting between all the member states of the African continent to try to strengthen also their genomic surveillance and to try to understand and avoid not only this lineage in South Africa, but many of you may be aware that a different lineage also emerged in London, in the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Eh? Mm-hmm. So we, we have to kind of try to protect the other African countries from both of the lineage and also to trace if there is introductions there. Right. Now, Prof, just before I let you go, you know, if I could please ask you just to share some, um, you know, comment with regards to, you know, some people that still don't believe that COVID-19 is real. They're still not taking the precautions, you know, as set out by government under regulation. What advice would you have for them? The main advice that I have then, it is 
not about believing or not believing. Yeah, it is that COVID idea. Unfortunately, it is. It, it was a tragedy for the world. Yeah? And once our hospitals get full, yeah, even the non-believers, yeah, if they if they have a health problems, they may not have the care that they need. So my biggest suggestion to them, it is, it's okay. People can believe or not believe, but let's just try to slow down, yeah, to protect yourself not only from this virus, but also from other harm, because the hospitals are overwhelmed, especially in the case. Yeah. Uh, Prof, let's leave it at that. Professor Tulio de Oliveira, uh, thank you very much for your time this morning on Breakfast 91.3, and all of the very best, sir. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.